Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Hello, podcast listeners out there in podcast land, and welcome to another episode of the Ted In Your Head podcast. I'm Ted Moreno, your host. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, a high-performance coach, and I work with my clients to help them move past thoughts, feelings, and bad habits that keep them from achieving health happiness, and success in all areas of their life. And if you don't know anything about hypnosis, and if you're a new listener to my podcast, I have previous podcasts that talk about what hypnosis and hypnotherapy is. Let me just say that hypnosis is a part of our everyday life. We are literally in hypnosis every single day. And so when we do hypnotherapy, we use that very powerful part of our mind to affect changes, and sometimes very, very rapidly. If you want to get in touch with me, if you want to talk about hypnosis or hypnotherapy or find out how what I do can be of benefit to you, uh, feel free to reach out to me and I'll tell you how at the end of the podcast. Um, Before we get into the podcast, I want to let you know, in case you don't know, that probably the easiest way to listen to my podcast is to use the podcast app on your cell phone or device and subscribe to my podcast, Ted In Your Head. That is absolutely the easiest way to uh, listen to my podcast if it's something you want to do regularly. So um, iPhones have a podcast app uh, that you can uh, search for Ted In Your Head and then just hit the subscribe button and you can, you know, there's settings. You can have the podcast deleted after you listen to it or you can download three or four at a time automatically. Um, I don't have an Android phone, so I'm not sure how that works, but I do know that you can also download a couple of different podcast apps for Android phones. Now, what a lot of people uh, do is they follow me on Stitcher. And if you go to my podcast website, tedinyourhead.com, you can click on the link for Stitcher and you can follow me on Stitcher. And also you can download a Stitcher app as well. Okay. So uh, if you're listening to my podcast on my podcast webpage, that's perfectly fine. Um, Most of my podcast listening gets done when I'm driving in the car. So I've subscribed to probably at this point, 10 podcasts and really listening to podcasts is becoming a very enjoyable part of my day. So if you have any questions about podcasts or how to listen to them, don't hesitate to get in touch with me. Okay. So let's move into today's show. The Power of Ritual. Let me start with a story. This was back in 1990. Um, I had broken up, uh, just a devastating breakup. Um, It was hard. My heart was broken, I'll tell you. So uh, I joined a men's group, you know, a men's group, a group of men that had been through, you know, most of them had been through trauma a lot worse than mine. I don't even know if I can call my my experience trauma. I mean, I don't want to invalidate it, but it was painful. So I was looking for some sense of community uh, to help me get through it. And this men's group that I was in was very, very helpful uh, for me. It lasted, I think, four or five, maybe six weeks. And at the end of the uh, group, when the group finally was ready to come to a close, 
uh, we went out to the desert in Tucson, Arizona, and we had a ritual. We had a ritual where we let go of the part of ourself that was wounded or the part of ourself that was mm, stuck in sadness or, or or trauma. And we all had to come up with this different ritual. Uh, for me, I had an old um, license, uh, California driver's license, um, of me being very young. And I burned that as a symbol of letting go of my um, kind of insecure youth and naivete. Is that pretty? Is that how you pronounce it? Naivete. There you go. And so, um, and that was powerful for me, that ritual. So I want to talk today about the power of ritual. A ritual, uh, which comes from the Sanskrit word uh, for season, a ritual is a sequence of activities involving gestures, words, and objects performed in a sequestered place and performed according to set sequence. That is from Wikipedia. Also from Wikipedia, rituals are a feature of all known human societies. Some examples of rituals are worship rites, sacraments of organized religion and cults, but also rites of passages, atonement, purification rites, oaths of allegiance, dedication ceremonies, coming-of-age ceremonies or rites, like uh, quinceañeras, for example, uh, baptism, coronations, presidential inaugurations, marriages, funerals, school rush traditions, graduations, club meetings, sporting events, Halloween parties, veterans parades, Christmas shopping, and more. So there are many, many examples of rituals out there. Um, And I always suggest to my Uh, clients, that you have waking up rituals. I think these kind of rituals are very, very powerful. We don't have to always prescribe to rituals that we learned or rituals that are part of the society. We can make up our own rituals. So um, my early morning ritual is very set. I've been doing it for a long time. You know, I get up, I take a walk, I say affirmations, I, I typically listen to music, I stretch out, I do some yoga, I kind of spend some some quiet time uh, reading a book. Uh, if I can get up early enough, I meditate. I'm a little bit out of the practice right now. But this is how I start my day. And for me, it's a very powerful way um, of starting my day. I can't get up late, uh, running around. Uh, that just does not work for me. I need time in the morning to uh, create my day, and, and, and that really helps me to have a powerful day. I also recommend uh, before-bed rituals, and this is very, very helpful for people that have problems sleeping. So if you have a going-to-bed ritual, then you actually train your mind to get ready to go to sleep. So before-bed ritual might be um, taking a warm bath, having some uh, non-caffeinated herbal tea, uh, saying some affirmations, maybe some prayer, or reading a, a holy book, or or something that is in, in, inspirational, um, and then uh, maybe some gentle stretching, and then you know going to bed after having relaxed your body. So especially for people that have sleep problems, I always recommend you know do a before bed ritual. It might even involve uh, you know washing your face if you don't want to take a bath, or just that something that you do every day the same way that tells your mind, hey, it's time to rest and go to bed, okay? So there's other rituals, though, that I think are very, very powerful, not necessarily daily rituals, but rituals of the kind that I talked about in in my opening story. So 
um, one of the things I think that can be very, very helpful for people uh, is when somebody has has lost someone uh, to like an accident or a disease and they don't feel they, they have closure and they're still hanging on to that person. So a very powerful ritual can can be like their own kind of saying goodbye ritual. So involving pictures of the person that you've lost and lighting some candles and maybe some incense, talking to that person and saying, you know, things that you didn't have a chance to say, uh, you know, talking to that person and saying, you know, I, I, I have such gratitude for you having been in my life. I hope your journey, uh, whatever it looks like, is uh, a peaceful one. Um, and then, you know, now it's time for me to say goodbye and, and I leave you in peace and I claim my own peace. So that would be an example of a ritual we could, where somebody might let uh, somebody go. And these are so powerful. There's other rituals that are transition uh, type rituals. So leaving a house, moving out of a house, right? Um, the idea of moving out of my house um, which I've lived in for close to 10 years. I mean, that's, you know, I would have to have a ritual to let go of this place where I said goodbye to this place where my, where I raised my kids, you know, where, where I've lived most of my married life. So uh, letting go of jobs, rituals, um, new, you know, a wedding, that's a, a ritual where we go from being a single person to a married person. Okay, so these are very, very important. Rituals involving letting go of animals are very, very important. But also rituals where one lets go of a part of oneself, okay? So the example that I gave you in the beginning of this podcast was the example of, you know, a part of me, the insecure, kind of needy, uh, naive part of me. I was saying goodbye to that. You know, I was letting that go. You know, I, I honored that. That was an important part of my life, but it was time to move on to uh, more wisdom, more experience, a greater sense of self. So these kind of uh, transitional rituals are very important and can be very, very powerful as well. So in closing, um, I invite you to think about how you can bring more ritual into your life. And that could look like whatever you want it to look like. There's no rules or um, particular ways that you have to do this. It's just something that has to work for you. It can be a daily ritual. It can be a weekly ritual. Uh, you know, a ritual, I, I do something uh, uh, four times a year on both solstices and on the uh, equinoxes, you know, uh, I'm not a pagan or anything like that, but I like to mark those cycles of nature. So it's totally up to you. Maybe, uh, you know, a once in a lifetime ritual that marks a big transition in your life from this point to the next point, you know, letting go of loss, uh, letting go of uh, negativity of the past, you know, the idea of uh, burying heaviness or baggage from the past. You know, burial rituals are very, very um, powerful, even if they don't involve burying an animal or a person, you know, something that symbolized your past life that uh, maybe symbolizes uh, trauma or something. You bury that, you know, you, some people even put a tombstone on it. So, you know, those things are very powerful. And I invite you to look at your life and see how ritual can be helpful to you. So there you go. There's your uh, Ted in the Head podcast for today. I hope that was helpful and interesting to you. And, um, you know, in my life, in my current life right now, I'm really kind of 
interested in exploring more kind of ancient rituals and myths and and that just seems to be calling out to me. So perhaps I'll be sharing a little bit more of that with you. Now, I'm always open to your comments, always open to your suggestions. You can get in touch with me at tedmoreno.com. You could subscribe to my blog there. As I mentioned earlier, my uh, podcast webpage is tedinyourhead.com, and you can get information there about how to subscribe to my podcast. Um, and I would always welcome any uh, interaction via social media. If you like my podcast, if you have an issue with it, definitely let me know. So I will leave you with a quote by none other than Chuck Norris, the you know karate guy. And this is what Chuck Norris says. Exercise, prayer, and meditation are examples of calming rituals. They have been shown to induce a happier mood and provide a positive pathway through life's daily frustrations. You know, if Chuck Norris says that, it's got to be true, <laughs> okay? So listen, thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted In Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.